2017, three men joined together in a pact to see what they could collectively do to advance civilization, further the cause of world peace, and elevate mankind. These three men were internationally renowned musician and Lincoln Park multi-instrumentalist Dave Phoenix Farrell, multiple PGA Tour champion and world-class golfer Brendan Steele, and Mark. They named themselves the Members. Those who they chose to sit with and ponder the mysteries of the universe, they named the Guests. What you're about to listen to is one of those historic conversations. Welcome to the Member Guest Podcast. Welcome to Member Guest. All right, welcome back. Energy up. Yes. Let's go. It never, when you listen back to it, it never sounds like it's as forced as it really is when you're in the room. And I'm sitting here, we've just been talking, and I've been talking normally, and now it's go time, Brendan. Yes. It's like we're in the WWE and we're giving an interview about how oh, we're going to rip each other's heads that's off. That's right, brother. Let's go. All right, it's been a while. We admit that. First and foremost, right off the bat, let us tell you, the member guest audience, some of the insane podcasts you've missed out on while we've been gone. What I mean by that is we haven't stopped recording. We've just stopped releasing. We had some snafus. Brendan, what did they miss? Let them have it. I mean, Barack Obama, Tiger Woods, Barack Lady Gaga, Obama, Beyonce yeah. was great. I thought she really stepped up. We no, had I thought that was really Jay good. Jay and Beyonce. Yeah. That, I, I thought Beyonce really overshadowed Jay, but I mean, he was here too. And... uh it's really just a shame that Mark screwed that all up and we didn't actually get it recorded. But we're really sorry about that. But you have us now. I think Mark hit record, uh, so you should be able to listen to this part. Of I, it. I don't Te- even technical difficulties. It happens, I guess, right? Yeah. It almost just happened right now. We had uh, cool. we had the gardener show up at my house uh, and start the weed whacker right as we were uh, about to hit record. We had to send my wife out there to kick him out so we could uh, get you guys some actual content. I'll take care of the yard for you after the pod. Thanks, Mark. I appreciate that. Some context on that. We are at the Irvine Home Office. Home office? Home office? office? You thought I was going to say office because I usually yeah. say office, but yeah. this is the home office. Yeah. Mr. Holland's Opus? It's, it's like Opus One wine. Uh, I have made us kind of some afternoon cocktails. You guys impressed with it or a little, little too funky? Mark, can, no, you, great. can you pick what you're tasting? Well, there's definitely some orange, hints of orange. Burnt orange. Tastes like a single malt. Very good. I overheard single oh. malt when I was setting up. And, Not quite um, as good then. <laughs> it's a little smoky, almost like a... That's the burnt burnt orange. Yeah. So picked up some new uh, bitters on a recent Napa trip. Also picked up some new burn, the orange essence moves, which I know Brendan liked. I, I, you looked a little concerned. No, I, I like the flash. I like I like a lot of glitz and glamour in my cocktails. So uh, I was impressed by the double bitters, too. You did. I think we went triple bitters. It, there was a lot of ingredients. <laughs> a lot has happened since our last podcast. A lot has been going on. Most recently, the Masters. Did we all watch the Masters this past oh, week? Of course. We did. Of all the sports weeks, I love, you know, love a lot of different sports. Huge soccer fan, obviously golf fan. The only... Sports week that is holy, for lack of a better term, in my household is the Masters, specifically Masters Sunday. And that 
You're didn't... just allowed to be a bad dad on Master <laughs> Absolutely. Well, the... Just a heads up, kids. I'm going to be a bad it... dad this week. So <laughs> we learned up yours. We learned a couple years ago <laughs> that it needed to be in the calendar of when the Masters week. By the in the calendar, I mean the family calendar because. Lindsay will plan something. She she definitely runs the regular calendar in her house, and invariably she will have something that could be planned on that date, and something that falls in that at that time. And this year, no exception, it was in the calendar. She had like a surf tournament that fell on this weekend, so which ended up meaning the entire Masters week. There's things kind of coming in and out. Sunday is supposed to be the day that I can like bunker on the couch. It was all lined up to do that. I had a soccer game I had to take uh, my middle daughter to, you know, that was going to be far away or whatever else. But initially that wasn't going to be an issue because I'd be home by like 11 coverage start at noon. I could just post up and watch like the Sunday afternoon coverage weather issues. Everything gets moved early. So I'm literally watching the final round of the masters driving up to placentia (laughs) for her morning soccer game. Actually, I watched some of it before we left, but drive up there. I'm watching the masters while she's playing with like an earbud in, which is actually kind of an awesome way to do it. Watching it on the drive back home. By watching it, Brendan, you're shaking your head at me. I don't mean I'm literally watching it. I'm Nothing listening unsafe, to it. obviously. I'm listening to it, and Brooklyn's telling me what she's seeing. No, no, Brooklyn was know. driving. And Brooklyn <laughs> was watching the back. We've got it covered. There's a, there's a system. Um, but awesome. I thought, even with all, all the chaos this week, I thought it was one of the more fun Masters Weeks uh that I that I remember. What do you guys thought? What do you guys think? I just loved watching it on TV after being so lucky to go last year and to be able to like see the course and feel connection to the course. And when you're watching it on TV, you just feel like you have an in on everybody else who's watching it because you're like, oh, I know, I know, like I could just cut through that little path right there and go get four dollar beer and a dollar fifty sandwich and get back and catch another group on the next hole and of course the golf is great too b what does it mean that tiger won means a lot of things i mean it it means a lot to me as a as a fellow professional because it's going to drive the game so much more um for us on the pga tour i think that's the biggest thing that we always look at is just like means more eyeballs on everything that we're doing uh, means better tv deals more sponsorship money everything like one of my buddies said, everybody gets richer every time Tiger wins. And that's really true. And it, it's, it's nice for us. It just gives us way more opportunities as a fan of the game. It's just really cool to see the kind of like mythical creature that Tiger is come back from everything that he's gone through and win the masters at 43 years old. I mean, that's, that's pretty cool. Cause he's fighting against all these guys who he influenced Mm-hmm. right to be better athletes and better better players um and all this technology that's come along to help everybody kind of learn the things that he was doing um 20 years ago uh and he has to battle all those guys now and he was able to take them down so it's it's pretty awesome it's uh it was one of the more special things i think we'll ever see in the game i was thinking about this too the other day after reading some of the articles in the win and people are talking about is he a good role model Right. There's obviously all the different things because because people want to say like he's there's the one story or the one side of it that he's this is one of the greatest comebacks in history. I think that that's I I agree with that. But there's the other side of it that are like his problems. A lot of his things that he's coming back from, he caused himself and blah, blah, blah. This, that, the other thing is not a a role model. 
Mark, do you think he's a role model? T. Woods? Obviously, it just depends on how you define the term role model. You know, if you're looking for somebody that you want to, like, teach your kids about integrity and and things like that, you know, maybe not. But if uh, he's a role model in terms of work ethic, passion, and talent, then yes. I like I like that as a very diplomatic answer. Well, it's it's, it's <laughs> I, but not, I agree. I agree. It's not all encompassing, right? I, 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 but I I think like in a lot of ways, like time heals wounds, and it also kind of like covers some of the dark clouds that kind of were over Tiger for a long time. And now that we kind of like pass through that, people I feel like have compassion for him, and they're rooting for him. I feel like winning helps everything, right? It doesn't matter kind of what's happened in your past if you if you play well and you see this in other sports too when guys get suspended for you know whatever drugs or domestic abuse or if you come back and you help the team to win the super bowl or something people get over it you know they're just like oh i don't care he's still one of my favorite players like that's totally fine as long as he's helping the team which in this case it's like 95 percent of people i feel like were rooting for tiger which is pretty amazing when you think about it it probably wasn't that number of people that were rooting for him at his absolute height because there were always the tiger haters out there and there still are obviously but i feel like there's less of them now and maybe that's just my perception but it's almost like he went so far away that when he comes back he has more fans it's a it's kind of an interesting thing that that i think you see happen all the time people love to almost like build somebody up and then only to like tear him down and then, like, America in particular loves, like, the comeback story yeah. or the come-from-behind, kind of like the against-all-odds type of type of win. I don't know. I asked, you, I asked you that question, Mark, just because I was thinking about it with my kids, and I think, like, I was really realizing in some way or another that the whole idea of, like, a role model is, is a bizarre thing because a person's only really a role model in any regard up to a point, right? Like whether it's a mentor relationship, whether it's an athlete that you look up to, whether it's your dad, you're going to have to realize at some point, like that person has some flaws, you know, that's just the way that that goes. And similarly, maybe in a big thing, like big blown up scandal like this, like everybody got to see tiger get built up and be the perfect spokesperson. And then suddenly it was like, Oh, everybody got to see like very publicly. Here's some flaws, you know? And then at this stage you finish this year's masters and just, to compare it back to last year's, not to intentionally knock Patrick Reed at all, but even being there, the vibe at that Masters was like, people were happy for him to win, but he wasn't like a popular champion. Like nobody was like freaking out and like losing their mind. Whereas this year, it was almost like, it was like a Lincoln Park concert was going to break out on the 18th tee. <laughs> Except instead of chanting Lincoln Park, they're chanting like Tiger and people are like losing their minds. Like if just running around and high-fiving and chest-bumping each other and like tiger was loving it and just right last year it felt like as soon as that last putt went in it was almost like everyone was like all right let's get to the parking lot and get out of here before like the parking lot gets a little somber mood almost i think everybody was rooting for ricky last year yeah that that last year too patrick reed people like okay cool yay like whatever but i think i mean like going back to like the role model thing i think like people were like rooting for tiger or the golfer more than anything you know it's like there's a lot of really good guys on tour that you can like root for like the nice guys but like i think last week it was like tiger the golfer like Mm -hmm. 
just continue to secure that legacy that you've built. Yeah. And you that's want, why you want people, to see that history, yeah. right? Everyone you know, wants to witness history. Yeah. You want to witness it. You want to be able to show your kids, like, you don't want it to be like, Oh, well, yeah, a long time ago, he was great. You want it to be like, and then remember when he did this, like I watched him when he was young and he did all these great things. And then you got to see him when he was older and you, he won the masters. And so there's something about that, the greatness as opposed to, you know, any of the other champions there that we've had over the last couple of years that, how, where it's just not, not as important. How did the wet, like the, the pairings got shifted, right? Mm-hmm. So they turn into groups of three instead of two. So Tiger yeah. was in the final group instead of the second to last group, I believe because of the way the, the pairings. So, yeah. um, how do you think that changed the way that the round would have played if Molinari wasn't playing with Tiger in his group, would he have potentially played worse or better? Yeah, I mean, I mean it, Tiger knew exactly what he had to do the whole time. And I think it's very rare in golf when, when you have that ability to kind of like see, you know, the fact that Molinari made a birdie on 11 allowed him to like hit first on 12. Yeah. Right. And uh, before that, I believe like Tiger had the honors on the tee box, you know, in a way like Tiger missing his birdie putt and Molinari making his on 11 actually gave him like a two shot switch yeah by Molinari maybe going short into the water yeah yeah I mean that stuff's always interesting like if if Molinari's not playing with Tiger maybe plays worse maybe plays better um it would normally conventional wisdom would say it's easier to play not playing with Tiger because of in the past it was always um you know kind of the fear factor of playing with Tiger right. the intimidation factor but also I- it's just the amount of people and it's the amount of people that are rooting for him. Right. And they don't I really heard that care it's what worse to doing. play in front and behind him than it is to play with him. So in front of him's really bad. Behind him's not as bad. Um, but in front of him's really bad because everybody's trying to get position while you're, you're playing in front of him. So um, they want to get in position for, to watch his shots come into the greens and stuff like that. It was amazing. I mean, 12 was kind of the turning point because I think the four guys that were all around him all hit it in the water. Mm-hmm. Right. So if any of them don't hit it in the water, it may completely change the whole setup because I mean, Tiger played the really smart shot over the middle of the bunker. That's where we're told to aim, you know, if the right pin to a right hander, if you hit it online or a little short to the right, it goes in the water. If you play it over the middle of the bunker and it comes up short, it goes into the bunker. So you're at least up and can hit the next shot but having those four guys all hit in the water and then it was still like brooks even had the putt on 18 to kind of put some pressure on him too but there i was reading something after the fact that was saying like all these things had to happen in order for tiger to win right Right. it was like the four closest competitors all had to hit in the water on 12 brooks has to miss the putt on um on 18 uh even cantlay got to got to 12 under with three holes to go and then he bogeyed 16 and 17 so like there were a lot of things that could have happened, but it, it all just kind of fell into place perfectly. It's kind of probably how it always is, right? Barring like the Tiger For wins. the winner. Tiger wins by, <laughs> but barring like Tiger winning by 12 shots or mm-hmm. whatever the historical ones are. Any real tournament, you could always look at it and be like, if this guy would have just made this putt and Tiger's shot would have like hit a tree and stayed in it. And now he's yeah. got a lost ball and re-teeing and he's yeah, to making extent, seven sure. instead of par. The, the crazy part I think is just that all four guys hit it in the water on. 12 you yeah. wouldn't expect that to happen um but obviously within was, like three minutes of yeah it was playing longer than they thought they you know they were probably trying to hit 
maybe a little bit too aggressive. Maybe they just didn't quite hit the shot that they wanted to. Um, but I think the the wind was probably a little bit stronger. It's so hard to feel the wind there and to know exactly where it is coming from. And the ball just gets eaten up there. And then if it's a little bit short, it comes back into the creek. So um, it's a scary little shot for sure. Uh, but yeah, to some extent, all these things have to line up. You know, whether, I mean, I'm sure we could go back over the times that I've won and be like, oh, well, if this doesn't happen or if that doesn't happen or these, all these things had to fall into place, right? If you don't pipe that drive down 18 into the wind, put it in the fairway and set yourself up for the chance to yeah. make birdie, then yeah. you don't win. Like, right. eh, yeah. Well, I did. So Yeah, well, I did. I hit the shot when I needed <laughs> to. Over. How about that? Yeah. <laughs> Eat it. One thing that's interesting, too, about for me every year about the Masters, you know, we, we all have a lot of friends who do play golf, but we also all have a ton of friends who don't. Maybe you don't, Brendan. Maybe all of your friends play golf in some way or another. Pretty just, much. Just like all my friends play bass in some way or another. Same same kind of yeah. dynamic. But uh, the Masters is a unique tournament of the year where it's, regardless of what's going on with it, there's a lot of non-golf, a lot of people who are not necessarily interested in golf who still either watch some of it or at least know that it happened or like, oh, did you go to the Masters this year? I had a buddy who did or have those kind of questions going on the combination of it being the masters and then also like tiger woods Mm -hmm. it seems like it makes it such a different phenomenon like it may and that's what i find really interesting especially in golf like golf is usually more of a niche sport you combine the masters and you combine like tiger winning and that's it's not like tiger moves the needle suddenly it's like okay tiger is the needle in that moment like it extends so far outside of it the normal pop scope. culture. Yeah. It's not, it's not like you have to be even a sports fan. It's just, you know about it because it's, it's everywhere and it's such a big, it's a big thing. That's, it's a great point because I mean, I have a lot of friends who don't really watch golf or like golf, whether they play at all, but they're always like, but I sit down for four days at the masters and I watch nonstop, you know, kind of like you were saying about how it's a holiday and that's what I do. I melt into the couch. I get my pizza, you know, I have a few drinks and I watch every single shot. And there'd be like, and then I don't watch golf the rest of the year, but that's, that's what I do. Is there a music equivalent of that? I mean, the easy one, I guess, would you say Coachella, Coachella bro? but yeah, it's going <laughs> on right now. Coachella is like the event, but it would be like, the easy one is like, oh, this person oh, shows Ariana up. Ariana Grande playing at Coachella. <laughs> With, I was going to say tasty snacks at Coachella. Oh, that would oh, be man. a tasty snacks reunion. Main stage? Dude, you can't you can't get Headlining. the you can't get the four of us in the same room without there being just fireworks. Yeah. Or the eight of us or however many guys <laughs> ended up being in the band over See? the years. See, we're fighting See? already. Yeah. See? See about how many guys are even around. We don't even know at this stage. Uh, that just derailed me. Tasty snack stuff will always <laughs> just So fry we got my brain. we got a few Twitter questions. Yeah. We did. Twitter friends. We got lots of them. I'm looking for them right now. But just to say that, if you're not keeping up with us on Twitter, just about once a month we we post something, and man, is it good! <laughs> somebody Mark told us. Somebody told us works. less is more a long time ago. That, so. Which oh, which pitched me to the first question, Wesley Carlos. I I know Wesley Carlos from what he's a longtime Lincoln Park fan. Twitter handle Wesley LPBR. That's a Brazil reference for the rookies out there. His question is at fiori usa that's mark's twitter will you ever post on twitter again yes i will so be be looking out for it be looking out for it but you won't know when yeah mark i don't know do i have a twitter account still yeah you're fiori usa right 
I, I know that was what I signed up for original. I think my only tweet was the first tweet's the hardest. <laughs> was that it. what I t- tweeted? Do you want me to look? Yeah. Obviously, it was All the right. easiest. Yeah. Oh, no, and then I tweeted Dave. I don't really know how Twitter works. So in October, the year 2013, the 10th day, <laughs> Mark Fiore tweets, the first tweet is always the hardest. That has that, nine replies, nine retweets, and 36 likes. That's a, that's a nice start. Is it? Yeah, really okay. nice. He waits maybe three months later on January 27, 2014, to say, at Phoenix LP, so he's replying or messaging me, I don't have anything to say to you. I'm just practicing to see how this Twitter thing works. <laughs> nice. That's good. That has... Eight replies, seven retweets, 17 likes. And then he goes dark. Five yeah. years have passed. Yeah. Over five years have passed. It's creating a demand. Yeah. Less is more. Yeah. He's Thank follow- you, Wesley. He's following 82 and he has 506 followers. Oh, Was nice. it Wesley, his name? Yeah. Thanks, Wesley. So. Yeah. That was a great question, Wesley. Uh, and everybody listening who isn't following, the easiest way to be able to know we're even submitting or taking questions is to follow... What is our what is our Twitter member guest? At member guest. At member guest. Oh, there's nothing weird going on with it. No. Nope. We made it easy for you on that. That's one. why it's confusing. On that <laughs> That's why it's so confusing. <laughs> this is L at LP Pivoral. LP Pivoral? Mm-hmm. A lot of LP going on in these names. That this person might have been in the running for the Yes. Might have been in the running for the one of the finalists for the golf bag. The golf bag. If you could go back in time, what is one thing you'd do different or change? Maybe give her the golf bag. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> I, I would say the one thing I'm not changing is I'm not giving that person the, the golf bag. <laughs> I'll refuse. Mark, change anything? Maybe tweet some more? Yeah. Maybe not? Probably wouldn't have sent that tweet on January 27, <laughs> 2014. See, now Mark's going to tweet probably even less. It would have just been so much better if I just had one tweet. The second one. The second one kind of watered it down. I would have started eating like a real person before I got to 29 years yeah, old. Yeah, that's true. You should give people a little bit of context about <sighs> your eating habits. Okay. Pre, Pre-Anastasia. Yeah, well, even first five, six, seven years of Anastasia land, it was, uh, I, I only ate through all, up, up until college, I only ate four things. It was pizza with no sauce. So bread with cheese on it. Quesadilla. Bread with cheese on it. Grilled cheese. Bread with cheese on it. Pasta with no sauce, but Parmesan. Bread with cheese. Bread with cheese. Basically. Italian bread with cheese. If it's not one of those four (laughs) things, I will not eat it. And now I eat like a real boy. Sounds like my three and a half year old. Yeah. No, but I did that till I was... Did you I mean, did you dip did you dip it in ketchup? Were you like, you didn't have a condiment of any? No condiments. No condiments. French fries? Yeah, I'll eat some fries. Have some fries with that? With cheese yeah, on it. Cheesy fries. fries. Cheesy fries. Oh, you no cheesy fries. Though. But I mean... It, so, sir, I have you for bread with cheese. Would you like some fries with that? <laughs> Everybody will say like, oh, I know this guy or I was super picky or this or that. It, nobody has anything on what I used to do. Okay. Like it's it's so next level. Like all, all my buddies in college and, and uh, in high school, they would have to like pick special restaurants for me to go to and like call ahead and see if they could do anything. You know, like, can you make a grilled cheese sandwich? Can you make a quesadilla? When we'd order pizza, you know, with a golf team, it was always like, we have to get it Brendan style. And then some of the other guys tried it and they kind of liked it. You know, so then they'd start eating it and be like, get off my pizza. I don't need anything else. You got to let, let me have that. Didn't um, we, 
we had a pizza brendan style at the masters yes last year yeah everybody I remember that it. i loved it yeah. do you go back bread, to your bread old, and cheese to oh, your yeah, old yeah. things yeah, yeah. And you yeah. still enjoy them yeah i really like the the pizza without sauce i really like i really enjoy that which uh keegan would freak out about because keegan's mr pizza he's like auxiliary slice in the afternoon every day type thing and he gets the like new york special pizza you know it has to be a good slice it has to look like this it has to come from a place that's like you know whatever it has to be like the size of your head you know it has to be the giant Who's slice head? that's like keegan's head, keegan's which head is or a, your head that's a big head uh and then eventually i moved into um where i i was at the golf course so much i was like well i have to figure out something to eat at the golf course so i'm gonna get a turkey sandwich so I just like just have to figure out a way to eat a turkey sandwich. So I'd get turkey on wheat with a with cheese and nothing else on it, and then I would force that down. And now I eat like a human being. <laughs> I was still a little scared though when I came Dave's birthday at uh, playground. Yeah, because I was like, oh god, what are they going to do here? It's awesome place, set menu. Like you never know what they're going to make. Dave's birthday, it's like 16 courses. And I was like, man, I don't want to look like an idiot here. I ate everything. It's all really good stuff. It's all really good stuff. I have like a... I like to consider myself pretty open when it comes to food, but there's certain things like when it goes way too French, like cuisine, French cuisine. Cuisine? I'm not in. I don't. I can't What's, do that. So maybe you're thinking more of like, are they going to do buttered snails? No, with, I wasn't. Well, that wouldn't be great. Well, it might be good. So what's your, what's your like one thing that's like, uh, I can't have that if it's on a sandwich or a pizza or whatever. Do you have like one thing that where you're like, I hate, I have, I have one thing. Go ahead, Mark. Shrimp. Shrimp. I have a weird thing with shrimp. Like a bunch of shrimp really grosses me out. Like, I don't know what it is, but it just grosses me out. Like I couldn't sit there and eat like 10 shrimp. Or twenty shrimp or five shrimp. Is it? But I will have a shrimp. Like if there is one shrimp, I will have a shrimp. Singular shrimp. Shrimp. What's the plural? Shrimps. Shrimp. Shrimps. Shrimps. Shrimp. Shrimps. Shrimp. <laughs> and uh, no, but I, I can do one. I'll do one shrimp cocktail sauce. I'll just have one. I'll be like, okay, I tried the shrimp, but I can't like order like a pasta with shrimp or have shrimp and any like a bunch of it. I don't. I start, I start thinking about what shrimp look like. And I always think about like the David was it David Spade who like deters it deters the shrimp yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah that's will you eat the big ones or no any shrimp yeah the big ones the little ones are kind of almost grosser to me but um, you also don't like mint yeah I don't I don't eat chocolate and mint I can eat like peppermints and chew mint gum but I don't you do can't not combine eat. the two you can't cross like, the stream like you won't have an Andy's I, I, no. chocolate mint guy. I can't do chocolate mint um, like mint like chocolate a York chip ice patty. cream. Mark will just be like, that's a disaster. Mark will, Mark. Mark will be insulted that even like you're eating it. Yeah. We have ice cream. You okay. have ice cream. What kind? You have, we have got mint chocolate chip. And he's just like, no. What, what's, no, he's just looking at you like, you're such an idiot. Like, what? <laughs> Not only like, why would I eat that, but why would anybody eat that? That's <laughs> awful. Wilson Golf asks, who is your favorite golf equipment company? Oh, funny they should ask that. Hmm. This episode brought, brought to, you to us Wilson by golf. Wilson Golf. Brendan, fantastic! You designed some new blades. They look amazing, Wilson. I've tweeted it. I'll say it again to you right here, right now. They should have. You should have incorporated steel somehow into the name of the naming of the irons. I Next mean, time, I'm pretty sure everything should be named after me. I'm pretty incredible. But yeah, we did uh, did some really cool blades. Wilson what if they has... called them like Valerian steel? 
Valerian steel. What if, I thought you were going to say Valero and steel. Oh, Valerian. No, I was making like a Game of Thrones yeah, reference there. I know, there. I see that. But yeah. I thought you were going to mix that together with the Valero Texas Open. Yeah. They could go really obscure and just add an extra E. So your last name is Steel, but it's S-T-E-E-L-E with an extra E. What if they just called it an iron, but it had like an E on the end? Irony. <laughs> Irony. Okay, we'll work on the name. <laughs> Thank you, Wilson Golf, for your question. We'll work on the name for the for Brendan's next set of irons, which are awesome, by the way. And uh, we'll get back to you. When are those available, by the way? They're coming out in May. So everybody get on the waiting list right now. They've got uh, a long history of making the best blades in the world. And uh, I was lucky enough to be a part of this set. And uh, they've been very well reviewed by the pros so far. And People have been lucky enough to see him, so I think it's going to be uh, be really nice. Is, is Wilson going to send me one of those cool green flat brim hats? I think I have one for you, actually. What? what? So I'm going to get two? I got to go find it. But yeah, yeah, we'll get you two. Side note on hats I did see one of our mutual good friend's son, who is six ish, six, six, wearing a steely hat and filling it out the other day. It was your, well, your one of your actual hats. Hmm. Yep, that sounds right. <laughs> <laughs> pretty, pretty awesome. <laughs> How many more questions do you guys want? What are we thinking? One more. One more. One more good one. That's a lot of pressure. Let's do two more. If there's a biographical movie about you, who would play you? This is coming from LP Anist. El Pianist. El Panist? Annie. This coming from Annie. Jim Carrey. I would I would love for Dave Farrell to play me. I'd oh. totally do that. I'd, wow, that would be I'd interesting. Sign up for that. Mine's easy and it's really obvious. It's The Rock. Okay. <laughs> um, Dwayne Johnson. Okay. Nasia SGS asks at member guests, would you guys ever do an episode with your significant others? Or have them take over as over an episode and have you as a guest. Yes, terrifyingly so. But yes, I would do it. We've we've talked about it before. We've talked about it. I'm slightly concerned that my wife will be a little inappropriate. Mark has always been the most <laughs> concerned about this. I think all of our wives have the potential to be very inappropriate, which yeah. is part of the reason it's going to be awesome. I think it's a great idea. I've wanted to, I think we should do it. We'll do it at some point. I'm sure it'll work out in the meantime though, to end it, we could make a phone call. Let's get the ball rolling with that concept. Let's see. We'll call Lindsay. Hopefully she answers. I'm FaceTiming cause I don't have cell reception at all, but I do have Wi-Fi. Hey, can you hear us? Okay. I can. Hi, Lindsay. Hi, Lindsay. Hey, we might be calling you because we did have a question that was about potential uh, wives podcast. Okay. Uh, we're having you at this point represent the all, women, all the wives of member guests. All women? Okay. All women everywhere ever. <laughs> okay. What is your thoughts and availability on being on the podcast? Well, considering I am so busy, I mean, I guess I actually am, but like busy not doing like very important things Lindsay how um, Lindsay how far do we have to schedule this out well I mean maybe like a week <laughs> we 
We can do that. Should we go through your management team? Yeah, you should definitely go through my management team. Um, they'll be able to let you know my schedule. On this actual podcast lens, we realized that Mark's two tweets that he's ever made, one was from 2014 and one was from 2015. Okay. And then he's been dark since then. What What's your social media reach like? Are you going to draw a lot, of, uh, a lot of listeners to the show? Well, the thing is, is that I don't have a Twitter account. I don't use Facebook, and I have a private Instagram account. So. <laughs> Sounds like a perfect match. <laughs> so basically, I'm going to reach so many people. Hey, you know what? I didn't even. I just thought of this, and it's kind of funny. But do you want to tell Mark uh, and Brendan, and also then by association, everybody else, a quick highlighted version of what my Masters Week looked like? Oh yeah, Dave makes it a point that he starts telling me all his most important day of the year is master sunday he tells me this like probably 50 times a year before the masters (laughs) he had gone on a golf trip and so that weekend i mean and i kind of feel like super entitled that if he's gone for five days when he comes back like he's kind of on like i don't need to be on wait was the five days the golf tournament that golf tournament, yeah, that golf tournament was Wednesday through Saturday. Four days. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and it was during spring break, so the kids were not in school. Yeah, that's a big and one. our babysitter was on vacation. Yep. Okay. So Dave gets back. I know it's the most important thing for him, but I have a surf contest to do Masters <laughs> weekend. Yep. So I spent the entire weekend at the beach... By myself, drinking my new favorite beer, Miller 64, (laughs) while Dave drove the kids to two soccer games, a birthday party, and various other activities, and he got very little master's time. But to Mark's point, I had I had Brooklyn driving the car for me while I watched the Masters, so we it, it was all good and we were safe along the whole way. Which is like perfect because Brooklyn would be super interested in what's going on in the Masters, so you guys are like perfect ride or die buddies. But it was for, I, so my joke is I'm like, oh my gosh, for sure next year Dave is going to the Masters because his Masters was such a shit show around our house that he is not going to want to watch it from our house ever again. Awesome. Lindsay, how'd you do in the surf contest? I got fourth. Nice. Which I was super stoked on. It's like a coalition contest, so it's different surf clubs up and down the California coast all compete against each other. Very cool. Whoop, whoop. Cool little thing. Such a stud. Well, Nicely I done. I try. All right, well, thanks for answering when I called you. You're so welcome. Everybody That's look forward to the Wives Pod if you want to hear more. Wives Pod. When is the Wives Pod? I'll have my people talk to your people. Sounds good. All right. Good. Love you. Bye. This is the last one. Sean four eighty four M. Get Swifty. What's your opinion on the state of rock slash metal? Uh I, I'm I'm not pleased with it at the moment. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Are you pleased with it at the moment? I want to hear your answer. Uh, no, I'm not. I'm I I can't find a lot of stuff that I really like these days. I so- I find myself reverting back to things from when I was in high school and college and like even stuff that I think isn't that old that's 
10, 12, 15 years old. And I can't find a lot of new stuff that I like. If I do find new stuff that I like, then I'm, I'm pretty jacked on it. Um, like all the new of mice and men stuff. Um, I like bring me the horizon stuff. I really like, but I have, I have trouble getting, getting a lot of new bands or new albums that I'm, that I'm excited about. So if anybody has good stuff out there, let me know, send them to me on Twitter. I was going to say that the state of rock and metal is alive and well. (laughs) (coughs) That really hurt my throat. Yeah. It sounded like it. Oh, kind of made me start sweating too. I think I just injured myself. Okay. Am I the only one that's answering that? I think rock always does better when it's an underdog. Rock at the forefront, that you, like and metal and whatever else. If it's too in your face and too easy, then it doesn't have the same like nuts, balls, nuts, I th- heart. To I it. think it's alive and well. I don't see any any problems with it. I just think that you're having trouble finding it. I'm having trouble. No, I'm having trouble finding new stuff. Right. I, there's plenty of bands that are doing incredible stuff that have been around for a long time, but I'm having trouble finding like new things that are coming along that are rocking rocking my world here's the issue with that if you look at what's available right now and say there's like a ton of like metal bands right now and if only five percent of them are good right if you're listening to what was the five percent of what was good 10 years ago you're already locked into what that is and know what it is if you want to find the five percent i'm just making that number up could be 90 percent. i don't know but if you want to find that right now you've got to go like find it it's not already found for you so that it's an active mode and it's hard i so, try to do that so send us some stuff listeners yeah because every time i ask dave he has no concept of what i'm uh, asking for i send you i send you awesome stuff all the time yeah you wish let's okay. wrap it up let's wrap it up sorry that we we had a little hiatus sorry that you missed out on all these great podcasts that mark screwed up um we will be coming to you with something new very shortly very soon you'll have a new podcast and uh hopefully mark won't screw that one up and you guys can enjoy that so stay tuned stay with us you can check us out on twitter at member guest on instagram at member guest official and as always member dash guest.com that's right and go follow fiori usa on twitter for sure yeah right. make him tweet i'll start tweeting i need a i need a youtube like how to tweet it's complicated yeah so be ready because wow you got to be smart to be on twitter that's what i've learned just reading the comments you got to be a bright one to be on on that thing (laughs) Woo! you got to know your shit speed up catch up oh what did the what did the god how does this joke go when one tomato stepped on the other what did he say catch up (laughs) okay (laughs) thanks everyone for listening may your Drives fly fly straight straight. and your guitars stay tuned now and forever. 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 Adios.